0: Hey there welcome back to behind the wires with quinn
1: and how here
0: and we are really excited to uh, jump into this fourth podcast episode currently at the time of recording it is june which uh, if you haven't known from the many many uh, companies changing their profile pictures and putting out social media posts um, it is Pride Month. For those of you who may not be aware, Pride Month is a celebration of the LGBTQ plus community, um, and so we we really felt it, it was a good idea to kind of dive a bit deeper into mm-hmm. uh, the LGBTQ uh, I guess community in yeah. the scope of the tech industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, kind of before we jump into this, you know. It can be almost a tongue twister to say LGBTQ, um, especially if we're trying to say it super quick. Um, so I, you you may find that we we are using the term queer um, instead of LGBTQ, but it, it essentially means the same thing in in the context that we're speaking here. But uh, obviously, jumping straight into it, we we definitely just wanted to talk about this because um, it, it's really important uh, in terms of representation. And then also, you know, I myself am a part of the, uh, queer community. Um, and I think it's, it's good to have these conversations and to talk about it and awesome. and dive a little bit deeper.
1: I'm well, Quinn, you are willing to share more, more of your experience. <laughs> I am yeah. here to learn. Yeah, and absolutely. And, um, you know, learn your perspective and then help me, um, kind of find a way to support a community um, in a more effective and um, better way, I would say.
0: Yeah. And I I think having your perspective too, you know, maybe not being in the queer community, but from the other side, um, you know, having an idea of of what your thoughts are on all of these, I think that's really important as well. Um, So with that, uh, the first thing, you know, on on a lighter note, to get started here, um, more of just kind of as a as a fact of as as something that um, is really important to having people of the queer community represented in the tech industry. Um, you know, there are several people
1: mm-hmm.
0: who come to mind. Uh, in in the tech industry that are queer. And I think, you know, for most, the, the first that comes to mind is Tim Cook, uh, yeah. the CEO of Apple. Um, he is openly gay and is, you know, probably one of the best examples of, of, of someone in the queer community who is leading one of the largest tech companies. And, and as a result of that, he is representing, whether he wants to either acknowledge it or not, um, he is representing the queer community to the world Mm -hmm. and showing that, you know, regardless of what um, gender or sexual orientation um, that people fit into and, and are comfortable with, they can be the CEO of a major tech company, they can be... Um, you know any any other leadership role that they want to set their mind to in be. Yeah. And so that's really important because you know, recently in even just in the last five years, it's definitely people have become more comfortable with people identifying uh, as being a part of the queer community. And so younger and younger, People are asking themselves, oh, maybe I am a part of the queer community. Mm -hmm. And obviously, younger individuals, kids and teens may be apprehensive or worried about, you know, being in the queer community and also what how that meshes or how that blends into what they want to do with the rest of their lives or who they want to be, what jobs they want to work at. Um, And so having people like Tim Cook Mm -hmm. in those positions uh, of leadership, it really provides hope and support to those younger individuals who are figuring themselves out, their gender identity, their sexual orientation. Um, It really helps them be comfortable in knowing that they they can essentially do what they set their mind to Um, specifically in the scope of the of the tech industry
1: and I I really respect him coming out and become a big advocator of supporting queer community in tech because I think despite we actually have a lot of leadership in tech or coming from queer community where this population particularly is underrepresented Um, Particularly, I think it's not because there aren't many of the people from that community in the tech, it's just they they don't feel comfortable sharing their experience or even coming out, you know, especially in a professional work environment. And obviously, that's not an only issue in tech. You can find that in pretty much any corporate America environment or not even corporate America environment, just a work environment, right? So, personally, I really respect him actually, you know, publicly supporting the community. I'm sure he implements policy in Apple to actively reaching out to people who, who needed help, but wasn't feeling comfortable um, speaking out.
0: Yeah, so, just support,
1: right? Yeah, for sure. Definitely.
0: I agree. And um, we are thankful for that. We're thankful um as a community to be able to do that at this point um exactly. and hopefully you know in the future it, it's it it's not even like uh, something that we have to mm-hmm. be thankful for it's not something that we have to you know really advocate for it's just exactly. a part of of life and a part of exactly. the industry exactly. and so <clears throat> on a possibly you know jumping into more, I guess, specifics mm-hmm. of how the queer community can shape technology. Um, I wanted to, to mostly point out that it's, and, and this is, you know, it doesn't even necessarily apply to the um, queer community. It can also apply to um, minorities, people of color, people Who may have disabilities, Mm -hmm. um, having those individuals who come from kind of a a different community that has a, you know, that is a part of a community that doesn't fit into the status quo. uh, Those people can help shape technology by providing perspectives um, and information and background that may traditionally be left alone. Mm-hmm. whether it be unintentional or intentional. exactly. And so, you know, just to give an example, if uh, a company say Apple was designing a, a brand new web application or something mm-hmm. um, and, or their own, how about this? How about they, they were trying to design they, their own um, social media application. Mm-hmm. If they've required to, you know, list, if, to gather information on an individual's uh, gender, and they you know, originally didn't take in or have anyone on, on the team to build that user experience or that user interface of asking someone their gender, it would be pretty typical to find that uh, with that finished product, the list that people could choose from would likely be male, female, uh, prefer prefer not to identify, okay. um, and so it would it may be very limited, um, and so ha- even just having one or two people on that team working on that new web app, that new social media application, um, we could say, hey, wait, you know, a lot of uh, individuals, especially those who were trying to, you know, market this to those who were trying to get involved with this social media application, they tend to identify as other than just male, female. Um, You know, they may identify as non-binary or uh, transgender male, transgender female, um, so on and so forth. And so having that other perspective of saying, hey, wait, we can possibly you know make sure that people who who identify as a part of the queer community feel safe and feel comfortable using something that we built this this piece of software um, ha- that's really important to have those those people on teams
1: for sure and it also just reflects you know a company's value in or a company's taking a stand essentially in a social issue as someone who cares about this particular social issue who care actually care about this community even though I am not part of the community I still would like to see the product I'm buying from oh sorry the company I'm buying the product from supports what I believe it's at the end of the day From a business point of view, it's almost a good brand building, right? Especially when the company itself has claimed that we support the query community, right? If If you claim to do so, then reflect in your user interface, reflect in your user experience. Make sure the targeted user feels like you actually do what you believe right yeah mm-hmm. and, and I think it's just really important in how we do business nowadays
0: absolutely yeah I agree mm-hmm. and, I, and thank you for that I think you know just showing value it, it's important right uh, it, it it I guess there could be an argument and we don't particularly have to get into this Mm-hmm. But there could be an argument that it's just virtue signaling, like they're just throwing it in there because everyone else is doing it and, you know, they'll get bonus points for it. But if they really do care about it, um, making sure that that community, those communities feel welcome exactly. and feel comfortable, then that's a good thing, I think. And um, yeah. is, is both good for the company and then also good for the end user.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And, you know, this even... Extends into um, whole applications just in general, not bits and pieces of applications. You know, there are, for just to throw, you know, an an example out there, there are many, many, mostly I would say, mobile applications for specifically for certain communities in the queer community. Um, For instance, uh, many people may be aware of an application called Grindr. Mm. which is, yeah. you know, specifically built for um, the gay community uh, to be able to connect with others in the gay community. And, and, and it's mostly marketed as a, uh, a relationship application similar to Tinder or yeah. others, Bumble, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> and so even just like being able to provide a standalone application or a standalone piece of software Mm -hmm. built specifically for a group within the queer community. That's how having those people um, from the queer community sit in on the teams to build that piece of software, that application is going to benefit the community as a whole.
1: Absolutely. And, And I think even, you know, I can imagine even within the queer community, there are diversity. Right. I can't imagine developing a dating app for mm-hmm. the entire community. You really yeah. need a lot of different perspective from different people because everyone has a different dating experience, you know. So to actually create a application that really fits many different people's needs, you really need to make sure like the, the development team Even just the company itself has to include diversity. You Mm -hmm. know, it's so important. It will reflect on your app. Uh, It will reflect on, eventually, reflected in the value of your company almost, you know. But yeah, yeah, I I agree. Regarding Grindr, I guess, um, have you personally used Grindr before?
0: Uh, Yes, yes, I have used Grindr.
1: So I was thinking because I've heard some mixed reviews about Grindr. As a dating app, I believe the co-founder is actually, or one of the founder, is actually part of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. From your point of view, like what do you think what do you think Grindr can improve upon? I guess is what I'm interested in getting to know. Because from a Bumble user, which is myself. <laughs> there are features about Bumble I simply mm-hmm. don't quite enjoy. And really, I think it's part of the reason is because someone like me, I don't see myself reflected in the app as a mm-hmm. woman minority who is an immigrant. I don't see myself represented in the app that often. hmm so, from, from from your perspective, what do you think that? What kind of features can Grinder or what's your opinion on Grinder? I guess
0: I'm of the opinion that, you know, Grindr is definitely known as the, the hookup app. Um, oh, I see. Okay, and so it's mostly to kind of meet other gay men um, and hook up. However, you know, I I think that the relationships can be formed, whether it be friendships or actual monogamous relationships. And so, the I the reason that maybe um, people may ask, like, well, why is it such? Why is there such a focus on kind of the hookup um, aspect of grinder? Mm-hmm. And that's because um, way, 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 way back decades ago, when kind of people were uh, and I should say uh, gay men were, you know essentially trying to come out and, and be themselves, they essentially by society and by lawmakers and this is particularly the US, but likely is applicable elsewhere in the world. They were denied their the ability, of having sexual relations with other men, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was a big, big problem. And so I think, you know, why Grindr is known as the hookup app and is kind of like the go-to in the gay community for that is because decades ago, gay men were denied the ability to essentially hook up with other gay men. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's kind of like an aspect of the gay community specifically is that um, because gay men were denied that they said it was wrong, whether it be lawfully or in the eyes of society or in the eyes of religion, that it was wrong and bad. Um, there's almost like a hyper focus on on that aspect of the app. And so I don't know, you know, coming back to your question I don't know if there's anything I would change. Um, I actually, you know, I actually haven't been on it in in almost four years, over four years, whether or not they've made changes or improvements or or how things work. um, I think I would assume that, you know, being the leading gay relationship app, they are going to be having gay men working on that app. um, And making those changes. And so I typically think whatever work that they do will, will be reflective of the community. Obviously um, there are fringe parts of every community uh, not just queer um, that are obviously going to have different um, experiences and want different options and ways to do things. Um, So unfortunately, you can't please everyone, but those are, that's kind of my opinion.
1: For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That's really yeah. cool.
0: Absolutely. So, so yes, um, in, you know, kind of in summation of, of that um, it's, it is important to have uh, people from the queer community working on apps and software and anything else in the tech industry that is going to be used by people in the queer community, yeah. um, and, th- and that goes, you know, for any other community in general, uh, people of color, um, minorities, people who have disabilities, yeah. uh, etc. So um, unfortunately, not, not everything is, you know, sunshine and flowers <laughs> in, with the, you know, having the queer community in the tech industry. And so obviously I wanted to touch on a few of those problems that exist with the, the first being that because there is a lack of representation right now right. in of people from the queer community in the tech industry, it, it's almost like a, uh, I don't want to say a target mm-hmm. on, on, the backs of people who then go into the tech industry and in being queer, I don't really want to say target because that is really harsh, but it it definitely leaves the door open to harassment from coworkers or management of the company, because you know they may not have experience being around others who are queer, um, and that that can be either unintentional, where they just haven't had that person, mm-hmm. had a queer person, um, you know, working around them. Or it could definitely be that they are intentional about being rude and um, targeting, you know, that queer person or queer people. And so I think that's definitely kind of right now is is a big problem and can be a big problem, um, particularly for smaller companies, because you know, they don't have as many people working and there's, there's less likelihood of making sure that, you know, queer individuals feel comfortable and feel safe working in, in a smaller mm-hmm. company.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's really a progress, right? And especially, I think we're living in a very um, divided society right now. And a lot of the, I will say, um, the more conservative generations, the more conservative crowds may have personal belief that is contradictory to, um, you know, what the queer community believes in. So I think I really take time to um, carve the path for the younger generation of queer community, right, and think as as we are becoming, and hopefully in the future we'll becoming the leader in the tech industry, we will be able to make more changes that will open more doors to um, to those people who are currently not represented in the tech industry. I think keep fighting, right? Like it's it's a battle that we have to fight together in order to, to move forward um, in our time.
0: Yeah. And I think that's on, you know, on two fronts. One is um, having more representation, like of actual employees at companies who are queer. Mm -hmm. And then also just making sure there are protections Absolutely. For those Agree. people from the queer community who um, are working in any industry, you know, but in in our context, the tech industry. And that requires um, support from uh, whether it be state governments or federal government to have laws in place to make sure that there's no discrimination. Absolutely. So it, well, it is on two fronts yeah, yeah, um, of... Having that, you know, getting more people in the tech industry who are queer and then also making sure that there are laws that prevent harassment or firing an employee because of, you know, their gender identity or, or sexual orientation.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it could be or it even could be, you know, um, requirement or demands for a company to incorporate that into their company policy, right? Or encourage company to include that in their um, company policy. That will reflect Mm -hmm. it in um, how HR handle um, incidents at work. Mm -hmm. Make sure that their employees that are properly, appropriately protected against any discrimination or harassment.
0: Getting into a little bit more on the side of the, the government, there's... Another problem of, I guess, the queer, like working as a queer person, particularly for large tech companies, Mm -hmm. um, because, and, you know, this has become mostly apparent in this, this past month of June, because it is Pride Month. Um, And I kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um, lots of companies on social media accounts are changing their profile pictures to be uh, rainbow themed and putting out uh, messages of support for the, uh, the queer community. But the truth is um, a lot of those companies um. Donate to local lawmakers at, at state levels and also federal levels that are sponsoring and writing legislation that um, is anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ, anti-queer, and it's it's a conundrum in in juxtaposition of. You know, what they claim to represent, and then where their money is actually going mm-hmm. uh, in terms of who they're donating to, who they're lobbying, um, and, and those lawmakers that are essentially determining the protections or non protections, essentially, of people in the queer community. And mm-hmm. just to, to point a few out here this is um, data from the FEC and, and state cam- campaign finance. Uh, databases since 2019. Just as a few examples, you know, Comcast and NBC and uh, a subsidiary that we may be familiar with, which is Xfinity, um, they donated to um, sponsors of anti trans legislation, um, whether it be in Arkansas, Tennessee, North Carolina, Texas, or Florida, um, around $35,000. There are other companies like AT&T. They also donated uh, $59,000. Google and Amazon did not do- donate any um, to specific anti-trans sponsors across those states. But it, it just goes to show that companies in the tech industry are not always, their priorities aren't always aligned with what they say and what where their money is going. Um, and that's, I think, that's a really difficult position. Being a queer person, and you know, myself trying to put my myself yeah. in the shoes of someone who's working at, yeah. you know, AT and T, for instance, who yeah. donated six almost sixty thousand dollars, like that, I I would feel like they they actually truly do not represent, yeah, and and care um, at all about the queer community.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can't I can't imagine. Yeah. And these are not public information or well, these are maybe these are public information, but people don't tend the to- obviously
0: they're not going around and advertising Yeah. It, right? Exactly <laughs> like,
1: like it's not that visible to people, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that visible to people versus the commercial they put out versus the yeah. logo they put out versus like the colour rainbow... Um, picture they advertise on social media right Mm -hmm. so really i think it it really goes a long way when we advocate for people educating themselves right um and then really differentiate the brand that actually claim what they believe in are actually doing what they said they would do versus they're just jump on the wagon and trying to build Mm -hmm. a brand name, you know, but not really the course community. I think there's a huge difference there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it is, um, it is unfortunate that companies obviously are using pride month to, I don't want to like, push allegations that they're specifically doing this, but it appears that companies are using Pride Month to gain the support of people from the queer community merely Mm -hmm. because they put out a a tweet or an Instagram post Mm -hmm. um, with a rainbow on it and saying that they support them. And then, you know, behind all of the campaign financing and lobbying they're pouring money into uh lawmakers that sponsor legislation that is actually hurting the queer community Mm -hmm. um it's really it's it's unfortunate and it's difficult but i i i do think that people kind of unfortunately have to do a bit of investigation um absolutely research into i absolutely
1: agree yeah to that I mean, despite that everyone honor doing business the right way, doing business honestly, right? Like mm-hmm. it's hard to, it, it's almost a little naive to just believe whatever companies tell us, right? They yeah. have their incentive. They have their own motivation. That could be very different from, um, you know, what, individuals are advocating for or individuals are truly believed in so really like doing your own research is just crucial when it comes to if you actually care about this topic if you actually care about the community right like show that you care is just educate yourself do your own research
0: and part of in in doing that research i think just putting this out there if if you listeners would like to learn more about Companies and how they how they stack up. Uh, a really good organization is the Human Rights Campaign Foundation, um, or as it's known, HRC. Um, and they actually every year will put out what they call CEI, which is their Corporate Equality Index, which rates workplaces um, based on. LGBTQ equality, um, and so I think it's a really good report that they put out and can highlight lots of, I guess, either good things about a company or bad things about a company.
1: And then you know, if we do know a company that are actually actively implementing company policy, um, creating events, um, actually supporting the the community they claim they will be supporting, I think we need to highlight them, right? Because that's a reward for the business that is actually doing that. In terms of encouraging others to do the same, it's almost like, you know, let's highlight the role model so everyone else can learn from them.
0: Well, that is all that I have.
1: Yeah, it it was a very um informative conversation and I think I've learned a lot. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing your perspective, Quinn.
0: Thank you. You know, there's absolutely still so much to be done. And being able to celebrate Pride Month um, is fantastic. And hopefully as we move forward, um it's becomes normalized for to sure. absolutely see people from the queer community working in tech industries, in other companies just in general, mm-hmm. um, in specifically in leadership roles. And I'm hopeful. I'm I think you know, we definitely are moving towards having just having a, a more normalized outlook on, you know, seeing more queer people just in general. For sure. In in the tech industry, in society other companies Um, and i think that's at at the it's beneficial to everyone Mm -hmm. so with that you know one last kind of thing that you at an individual level can do is obviously wherever you work whether or not it is in the tech industry um, is to make sure that um, if you know any fellow employees who identify as a part of the queer community, you know, support them um, and make sure to raise your voice to management and higher level individuals in, in where you work um, to to foster a, that community and make sure they feel safe, um, they feel comfortable, they feel welcomed, and, and that'll be beneficial to the company. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, um, thank you again for listening. And hopefully you can uh, enjoy the last bit of Pride Month as this comes out. Uh, So happy Pride and, and thank you again. And we'll hope to see you next time.
1: Yeah, happy Pride Month. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you so much for your support in listening to our podcast, Behind the Wires. If you want some more content, feel free to head over to our website, socialbyte.io.
1: You can also follow us or connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Socialbyte.io.